live from the WNSR Strike and Spare Studios. Just a bit outside. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Show me the money! Call now at 615-844-5600. Oh, righty then. Now, the McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin. And a good Thursday afternoon to you. And yes, it is time for the McFarland Show here on Nashville Sports Radio. Happy Thursday afternoon to you. Hello, everybody. Darren and Justin here with you for the next two hours. Cousin Devlin, he's in the Mick family, is alongside as well. We'll be here until 4 o'clock. We've got another great show in store for you. I shall want you to be cognizant of the weather. Yes. We will try to be as well. If something needs to be passed along, we'll pass it along. Yeah, it is moving this direction, though, for sure. A lot sure. of high winds, some tornado warnings out yep. there, tornado yep. watches. And like I said, uh, we'll keep a close eye on it. Looks like things right now, safe to say, to the west yes. of us. Humphreys and Dixon County are the uh, ones where the severe weather is right now. Uh, it is uh, moving in uh, the, the direction of the east. Unsure how quickly it's moving, but tornado warnings are on the ground right now uh, in places like uh, Dixon County and Humphreys County as well. So um, please, uh, if you're in that area, maybe headed to that area. I would not. I would pull over and uh, find somewhere safe to hunker down for the next 30 minutes or so and see if this uh, will get past us here at some point. But we'll, we'll keep you up to date. The Boston Bruins are in town tonight juggernaut team predators coming off a tough loss to arizona we'll talk to alex doherty here in about 10 minutes we'll get um all things preds coming up in about 10 minutes uh, look if you're going to rebound might as well go against the best in the league yeah why not they are um they are a juggernaut they're gonna Bring be them in here they're gonna be the team to beat uh but they're in obviously in the eastern conference yeah. so wouldn't see them till the end okay so that, that's the Eastern Conference's problem. <laughs> but they're the, the, the Preds' problem tonight. Yeah, I'm about to say, not tonight. It's not, not tonight. But, I mean, tonight, they're the Preds' problem. But they got they to start winning some games, Darren. I mean, yeah. it's real simple. Yeah, they yeah. they got to get these points, man. They do. They do. Uh, I got a chance to catch up with my guy, Craig Smith, who I got to know really well when he played for a long time with the Preds. Great guy. Absolutely. Great guy. And uh, talked to him. This morning after their skate. Um, so we'll see tonight, 7 o'clock. Preds trying to rebound from a tough loss, bad loss, yeah. to Arizona on Monday night mm-hmm. at Bridgestone Arena. So it'll be a lot of fun. Had fun last night in Bellevue uh, for Smashville Live. Yusuf Parson and, okay. and Tommy Novak were the very special guests. Very cool. Yusuf Parson has the same birthday as me. Different He's years, right? younger. Okay, yeah. He's 22. Uh, he's a He's a bigger guy than I thought, man. And okay. I mean, I knew he was a bigger kid, but I'll call him a kid because he still looks and feels like a kid yeah, well, to me. Well, he's 22, yeah. But so. now when he shakes your hand, he feels okay. like a grown man when he shakes your hand. You know okay. how people, oh, yeah. certain people, you know, you can, as, you can, as you've heard the saying, you sure. can tell a lot by handshake. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, I was like, ow, 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 ow. Okay, yeah. nice to meet you. Let go. Either that, the hands are so ginormously big. Like, you've shaken hands with oh. Javon Curse, oh, right? Oh, yeah, meat hooks. Yeah, it's it's shaking hands with Javon Curse is one of the yeah, can palm your head. most interesting things I've ever experienced in yeah. my life. I mean, it really is. They're large. Yeah. Large mitts. Yeah. And we're not small people. 
No. And Javon Curse will swallow up your whole hand on a simple handshake. He's not even trying to be intimidating. He's just shaking your hand. Yeah, Hal Gill is like that as well. He's got okay. mints, mm. big old meat hooks. Stu Grimson, meat hooks. Yes, I've met Stu. Absolutely. He yes. lives here. Yes. He does great work You're right. on he NHL is another Network. One. Yes. He can, he can palm Devlin's head with his left hand and yeah. palm your head yeah. with his right hand. Yeah. He's got meat hooks. So, yeah, it is amazing. Like, some guys just have huge, mm-hmm. huge hands. Uh, so, we'll get into all things Preds with Alex Doherty. Coming up at 3 o'clock, we'll check in with Vince Ferrara, find out about the atmosphere last night in Knoxville. Ooh. Nice win for the Vols. Nice. Beat number one goes down. Listen, there were people on Twitter last night smoking cigars, okay? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I saw some of it. Don't pretend like you didn't see the cigar smoke on Twitter last night. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think that's how that works. But you know what? This that's is your be, moment. supposed to be after the football win, right? Hey, listen, that, not in Knoxville last night. In Knoxville okay. last night, it goes for the basketball, too. Okay. Well, it's a good win. And <laughs> we talked about it yesterday on the show. And what did I say when referencing the point spread to that game? Hey. Vegas is going, come on. They were enticing you. Come on. Yeah. Do it. Problem is, do it. you don't know when they're lying. I dare you. And when they're being truthful. We're giving you points and the number one team in the land. Do it. Do it. And for all those who did, yeah. you lost. Yeah. I'm telling you, it, it doesn't always work out that no, way. No. But so many times when you look at a line, you're like, I don't get it. Like, why? Why? Like, why would that be why, happening? Why? Tennessee's lost three or four. How is that taking? Alabama's number one team in the land. Talking about you, you're, you're giving them three points. That doesn't Why? make any sense. That doesn't make any Why would you sense do that? at all. Here and it comes. Then you <laughs> and that's why they do it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> By the way, they're pretty good at that stuff. They kind of know what they're doing. They have large buildings to prove it. They do. Uh, Tim Carver. Sad to learn the passing. Tim McCarver. Yes. Of Tim McCarver. Uh, Twenty-one year MLB vet. Of course, long time broadcaster and unfortunately has passed away what held 82 is that right i missed that part of the story i was so busy reading up on the other things that he did i missed uh, how old he was uh when he passed 1941 uh, yes born uh he's 81 81 he was 81 born uh october the 16th of 1941 in memphis tennessee uh right down the road I don't know how many people know that i did not know that i didn't either so that is actually, and come to find out here in the last few minutes since the story's been breaking of the death of Tim McCarver, uh, there was quite a few things that I didn't really know about Tim McCarver until the last few minutes. So, uh, you know, actually very interesting uh, career before the broadcast. After he spent so many years in the booth with Joe Buck calling all those World Series. Uh, before that, he played 21 years in the MLB, including... One year in particular in 1967 that I could not almost believe until I had to look it up to prove it. Everybody in 1967, Tim McCarver finished second in the National League in the MVP race, in the most valuable player race. He finished second. Now, that year, Orlando Cepeda won the MVP. Now, McCarver came in second, but here's who came in third, fourth, and fifth. Roberto Clemente. Ron Santo, Henry Aaron. I've heard of those guys. Yeah. Those guys had good careers, had didn't they? Two or three of those. They two were pretty of the three, good, actually. They? Did Ron Santo ever get in? I think so. So all three of those guys are like Hall, Hall of Famers. famers. Yeah. All three of them. And then, by the way, further back on the list include names like, you know, Lou Brock. Oh, yeah. Tony Perez. Sure. 
you know, Pete Rose, yeah. Fergie Jenkins, Ernie Banks. So it was a pretty good year for him. Yeah. Those are some big names in baseball. Yeah. Second that year. I remember the Tim Car- McCarver. I keep saying Tim Carver. I don't know why. Tim McCarver. We're a mixed show. Come on. Get it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Darren. Jeez. McCarver. Up the road. He's a mick too. Yeah. The He was in the booth for the Arizona Diamondbacks. We all remember 2001. Was it 2000, 2001? 2001. They 2001, beat the Yankees. Luis Gonzalez. The game seven. They hit up the middle. Yeah. Game seven. Mm-hmm. He was he was in the booth for he that. He was for that. Yeah. Um, we both referenced before the show, we remember uh, quite well whenever yeah. he ticked off Deion Sanders when yeah. he played for the Atlanta Braves. Yeah. And Dion poured the bucket of Gatorade or water, whatever yeah. was in that that big giant bucket. Yeah. Uh, he poured over Tim McCarver's head, and Tim McCarver's like real classy. Dion, real classy. If I can recall, I believe McCarver made some reference to him in the fact that he didn't like the fact he was playing both football and baseball. I I thought. Yeah, I think. That's I think right. he thought it was. I think that's right. Disrespectful to the game of baseball, or disrespect for his teammates, or something. Yeah, something like that. Well, remember at that time he was flying. Remember he yeah, did the taking helicopters, did a Falcons yeah. game, mm-hmm. and then took a helicopter and yeah. did a Braves game. Yeah, well, play, and was in amazing. the World Series was amazing. Right in the World Series, <laughs> right. leave an NFL game and go to the World yeah, Series. It's, it's crazy, <laughs> but yes. Uh, it was kind of a big deal yeah. back then. Back then. Definitely. And uh, we don't really have that anymore. I miss guys playing, you know, two sports at a high level. Bo Jackson. Yeah, Bo Jackson, Brian Deion Jordan. Sanders, yeah, Brian Jordan. Yeah, I mean, we, don't, don't, we don't do that anymore. We just don't get that There's anymore. There's too much money invested yeah. in these guys now, yep. uh, especially the money in baseball. You want them out in a football field? Yeah, it's, it's rough stuff now. Honestly, it's even hard all the way down to the level that my kid is in. Mm. Even in youth sports, whenever they, you know, they – they want you. Everybody, you know, Tim Corbin, you know, we'll have him on a lot. We just had him on. He is a big proponent of two sports. I just, I just they're fine. Less and less kids are doing it. Why? Mm. Because now they want you, you know, you're, it's it just really never stops. The machine never stops. That's too bad. I know. Too bad. I know. Because each sport has its own lesson. But to keep up, yeah. if you take off to go do something else, you fall behind. Yeah. It just it stinks. Yeah. Stinks. All right, we'll come back. Alex Doherty, he doesn't stink. We'll talk Preds with him. We will do that next here on the McFarland Show, WNSR. I always wanted to learn Spanish, but I never thought I'd have the time. Then I discovered Babbel. Babbel's lessons are fun. They only take like 10 or 15 minutes, and in three weeks, presto, you're starting to speak another language, like magic. I love that Babbel's lessons aren't just robots talking. They're voiced by native speakers, so you get the pronunciation just right. And they're designed by real language teachers, so you learn how to have real-world conversations, things you'll actually use. It's incredible. After using Babbel, I'm ready to start having real conversations in French. There's all kinds of ways to learn. Use Babbel's podcasts or games or videos. You can even join live classes with a language teacher. If you want to learn a language, there's no faster, easier, better way than Babbel. 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 Évidemment. Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. 
At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Everyone knows time is money, so don't wait weeks for the IRS to send out your tax refund. Go to Jackson Hewitt instead for up to $3,500 with a no interest, no fee tax refund advance loan. With up to $3,500, you could bring home the bacon and bring it home today. Money now instead of later, that's worth its weight in gold. Don't wait weeks for your refund. Go to Jackson Hewitt today. For eligible clients, loans by Republic Bank and Trust Company, details at jacksonhewitt.com. Golfers, tee it up at Edwin Watts Golf Shops with the new 2023 Aerojet Woods and Irons from Cobra Golf. The new Aerojet Woods are designed with a unique aerodynamic shape that delivers faster club head speeds for longer drives. And the new Aerojet Irons are made with hot face technology so every strike delivers more distance. Elevate your game by swinging into Edwin Watts Golf Shops and get custom fit on the new Cobra Woods and Irons today. Edwin Watts Golf Shops, unmatched expertise, unmatched service. Welcome to Smashville, home of the biggest hits in hockey and the loudest parties on Broadway. Join us at Bridgestone Arena Thursday, February 16th as your Nashville Predators take on the Boston Bruins. And don't miss Saturday, February 18th against the Florida Panthers. You do not want to miss these games. Purchase your tickets today at NashvillePredators.com slash tickets. That's NashvillePredators.com slash tickets. We can't wait to see you back inside Bridgestone Arena. Let's go Preds! It's the NHL on Sports USA, and we'll be at the Stadium Series in Raleigh, North Carolina, skating outdoors at Carter Finley Stadium. It's a matchup between the Carolina Hurricanes with Aho, Mason, and Stahl, hosting Alex Ovechkin and the Washington Capitals. Alexander Ovechkin, the great eight! Saturday, February 18th, it's the Canes and the Caps. All season long and through the Stanley Cup Final, the National Hockey League is on Sports USA. Pre-game coverage begins at 6 p.m. live on WNSR Nashville Sports Radio. Give us a call, 615-844-5600. The McFarland Show with Darren and Justin. Rolling along on this Thursday afternoon, Darren and Justin here with you. Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studio. Don't forget, you can watch us live every day, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Hello. Justin always saluting you like he plays for the Broncos. Let's bring in our guy, Alex Doherty. He covers the Preds for A to Z Sports. It's been a while since we've chatted with mm-hmm. Alex. Alex, what's up? How's it going, guys? Yeah, it has been a while. I'm glad to be back. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I got a chance. I was telling uh, Justin and our audience in the first segment, a chance to catch up with Craig Smith this morning. Boston Bruins in town. I was reading a stat about them, and this is crazy. They right now tied, they have tied the NHL record for fewest games to reach 40 wins in a season, they tied last, uh, or they tied the Washington Capitals, 2015-2016. It took them 53 games this year to get to 40 wins. That's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, that's impressive. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I was looking at their, I, I was looking at their schedule, and then I realized they only have eight losses on the season. Do you, do you know when the Predators got their eighth loss of the year? I don't know if we're going to want to hear this. Yeah, it's probably it was, it was, 14 it was November games. November 10th. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. November 10th at Colorado. That was uh that was their eighth loss. So it's been a few months. But I mean, I, I would say that this is probably 
the worst opponent that the Predators could face right now. I mean, if you were to, Oh, that's what I was going to ask you. No, the, seriously, that's what I was going to ask you. So you come off a loss to Arizona, which is bad, right? You you have to beat Arizona at home. You have to come up with two points. And I was going to ask you, is it better to face a juggernaut to because you know you have to be at the ultimate focus point to pull off tonight or would you rather just kind of see another, uh, you know, bubble team or non-playoff team, and you're not, you know, and then you're not playing at the, you're not coming in with the same mentality. I, that's where I was going to go. So you, well, you I, say I think, no. I guess it depends on your perspective. Yeah, I mean, I if you are still trying to figure out if you can be a a playoff team, I, I would say this is not the best team to play because I mean, th- this team in their sleep could give you problems. I mean, they just have. Every position is 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 working well right now, but it, you know if if you are on the other side and thinking, well, this is this is the time when the Predators need to decide if they're going to be buyers or sellers. We already heard from David Poyle; he's leaning towards selling, anyways. He knows he's not going to be a buyer. You know, maybe this is the thing that pushes you over the edge. Well, the other the other thing is this: if you are a Nashville Predators fan and you are at all frustrated, and I don't know how you couldn't be, by, by this team, this current roster, this situation that they're in, the Boston Bruins are the antithesis of everything Nashville right now because not only are they just rolling and probably going to win the President's Trophy and probably a favorite to win the Cup, but, but they, their, their like roster management situation is, is even better than Nashville. So it's not like they're going to have to answer for all of this, you know, in the coming years. I mean, they, they've, they've also kind of solved their long-term issues. The only thing they have to worry about is how much are they going to have to pay David Pasternak? They've got plenty of money in it to do that. They've, they've got all their top defensemen signed long-term. They've got their, their role players signed long-term. They've got their goalies signed long. I mean, cost controlled at least. Nashville is in the opposite situation. They have a kind of a, an average or even bad roster that they can't move. So I would say just in terms of contrasting the two teams, the last thing Predators fans probably want to see is Boston come in here and beat the Predators. And then also, by the way, they have a better managed roster than pretty much anyone in the league. Uh, it's just going to cause a lot of uh, envy and jealousy and hatred and anger. So, Look, I, I certainly understand that mentality. I was probably going off of – those three games against three really good teams, three playoff teams right before the long break and how, you know, we'll never know because they went into Mm -hmm. a break, how those three wins could have maybe, you know, propelled them to, you know, some momentum and really given them the confidence they needed. And it would have maybe led to a much longer winning streak. Again, we'll never know because they went into a long break and came out and uh, I was at that Vegas game. It did not go well. It did not look good. It did not go well. well it looked good the first four minutes, and that was about it. Uh, first five minutes, and that was pretty much it. But that, that's that's all. That was the reason I was asking because, you know, those three oh. wins were impressive. And so if you can beat a really, really good Boston team tonight, maybe and, and maybe they're going to need it because you know this. they better be rested up because they had a long break. And after that Vegas game, they got another long break before the Philadelphia game, and they're about to smash the gas pedal, and it is going to be full speed ahead until the end of the regular season. Yeah, and definitely. But I think the three wins before the break, you're right, did lead you towards uh, you know what could happen after this. You know if they could get on a roll. 
But the problem is they had dug themselves such a hole. Like, you, you just can't drop points against Arizona. I mean, I, I think that, that game alone, to take the Vegas night game out of it, maybe maybe that's attributable to the break. But the Arizona game, to me, is, is the one that's the killer. I yeah. mean, like, that, you have no room to drop points against teams like that considering all of the opponents like Boston tonight and then after the break they have a, a crazy stretch where they you know in, in in mid to late March they play the Jets the Rangers the Seattle twice Toronto Boston again Dallas Pittsburgh I mean it's a it's a crazy slew of games but that's after the trade deadline so you have to decide now you know whether you're going to sell and I it just I really think that it, it sounds crazy but I, I do think it kind of came comes down to just those few games after the break, and especially that Arizona game on Monday. So it's the middle of February. It's mm-hmm. a short month, and March 3rd is the trade deadline. You've referenced it several times already with us, so let's go there. So you're right. General Manager David Poyle did pretty much just tell tell us all they're not going to be buyers, which, you know, I, I, it's not like I went, whoa, what? <laughs> so, but, but, you know, the general manager said it, so we have to take note of that, right? That is, yeah, that's yeah. coming from the horse's mouth. So that's, he is putting that out there like, hey, don't, don't look for to be buyers, but could even be sellers. If that's the route <laughs> that he ends up going, there's already stuff being written, stuff being put out there, but we'll ask you, you know, what, if, if he is going to be a seller, wh- where do you think he's starting with selling, in your opinion? Give us a couple I names. Think, yeah, I, I mean, I, I do think that they will be sellers. I, I think uh, it probably won't take much more than than losing tonight and then if they lose any of the, the next two games against Florida or Minnesota, uh, two teams that you know are equal to them in competition. But, yes, I, I do think that they'll be – They'll be sellers, and you know there's been talk of, of defensemen. You know, obviously they they can't move Roman Yossi, and I don't think they would want to do that anyways. But you know, people have mentioned Matthias Ekholm. I don't see that either. I think that Matthias Ekholm has been, first of all, he's been very good for you, and he's also been just a really solid staple of, for that team all year, or for, for the team all year. I don't think that they would move him. But Dante Faber is the name that look that I look at and say that's the easiest to move. And the one that you could probably get some get something out of. So, what do you think you could get from him? A former first round pick, still (laughs) young in his career. What do you think's realistic? I think you could get. I think you could get a second round pick out of him. I think you get as high as a second. You can't get a first, but you could get a second round pick out of him. Considering how he's played, you know the role that he's had. He can play on the power play. I guess they they don't. The Predators don't do that, but you know whoever's getting him might want to try that. And uh, that he's owed, you know, he's an RFA, but he's owed at least a $2.4 million qualifying offer. So he's not che- he's not super cheap, but he is at least under your control for next year. And teams might be into that. I mean, I could see Toronto getting into that, Edmonton getting into that if they can't get Eric Carlson. Um, any teams that are looking for top four defense health uh, would be interested in Fabro. Let me tell you why I think they could get a first-round pick. Okay. One, you only need one desperate team. And you just name some good teams that are going to be desperate. They're going to say, "Hey, we're we're one solid defenseman away from you know maybe that's our piece, that's our chip." What did the Predators give up for Lazan? It was a second round. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So if I, if Lazan can give that, a second for Lazan, don't you think somebody would be desperate enough for a I, younger I, first round pick? 
I think the general thought was that they overpaid for Lozon. Okay. I mean, I don't think they should have given up more than a third for him. I, but, but you're right. You're absolutely right. It all comes down to the – Then you just need to, the, to find somebody to overpay, Alex. <laughs> yes, you need to find someone to overpay. Right, exactly. That, that, is, that is true. I, I think second is more reasonable for most teams, but if you get – well, I, just because I mentioned the two teams, Toronto and, and Edmonton, you get them competing in a, in a bidding war. Uh, yeah, you could drive it up to a first. Um, that, that, that would be that would be fine. I I, I still also think that the the cost of, of Fabro. I mean, they, if you if the, if the team does not see him as just a rental for this year, if they want to keep him around for next year, the cost may be too high for for what he brings. But yeah, for I could see a first. I could see a first. I think it probably probably more likely as a second. Okay, now I'm gonna heat, I'm gonna heat up the chair a little bit. Fabro's a little <laughs> bit more on the low hanging fruit side. Fair. I'm not saying anything against your answer. I agree with you. And by the way, I agree with you totally on Ekholm. Like, I don't know. I hear people saying Ekholm, and I'm like, what? What? How does that? What does that do for you? I, I don't. I don't know what that that does yeah. for the Preds. Uh, he's. Look, they got they got problems this season, and I don't think Ekholm is very high on the list of of their issues. So, my turning up the heat a little bit. Okay, now wh- let's say there's a second move. Who's who's number two? On that list. Uh, well, well, I don't know that this is going to blow any minds either, but I, I would say you could probably trade Nino Niederreiter for uh, for a decent return, uh, not a great one. Um, I mean, he's an he's a good, if not great, uh, offensive player signed through next year. He's been okay for the Predators. Not not really. Great. You think he's he been really... okay? I I think he's been better than okay. You, mean, why why has he just been okay? Four million dollars a year. I mean, I would I would have expected more than how, how many goals do you have right now? Twelve, something like that. Yeah, well, for a while he led the team Four, in 14, goals. Sorry. Fourteen goals. Yes, yes, yes. Fourteen. He was stuck. He was stuck on ten for quite a while. Yep. I mean, I just mean like he, he's not he's he's not a difference maker in terms of you know teams aren't going to have to prepare for him. I mean, he's been okay. Four million dollars a year is probably about right, and that's why I think they could get something for him. Do you think that he would make a big difference next on next year's roster too? I I don't think so. I mean. I don't even know if they viewed him as we're gonna we're gonna build the future around him. I mean, he's thirty years old. You know, it was like let's see what we can get out of this guy. And and he was he his price was going down later in the market last year, so they they brought him in. He's been fine. He's been he's been perfectly fine. But I do think if you're looking at this team as a, as a as a poor offensive team, which is what they are, mm-hmm. you have to consider him a part of that. And and yeah, he's got fourteen goals, but like I mean, that would be what. Seventh on the on the Bruins right now, or eighth on the Bruins. I mean, that's that's not even close to to like you know a top performing offensive player. The the other one. Well, that be, may be like seventh or eighth on most rosters that are scoring. So, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the, the other option, the other option would be Mikhail Granlund, but his value is just so down right now. I don't know that you would you you almost want him to get on a hot streak so you can get his value up a little. Okay, bit. Okay, that's that's his, where I'm going. I'm gonna. This is me. Last thing from my end. Okay, I. I would tell you, I, I don't have a problem. I would not with Nino. I, I think here's where I'm at with this. If you're going to be a seller, to me, the try, I didn't say you could pull this off. You, you just brought up a great example. Alex, to me, it's time if you're going to be a seller, it's time for you to try to move pieces that everybody knows what they are, right? They've been here long, and if the results aren't – if nothing's changing, the results aren't changing, you're not going forward. You're either stuck in the mud or you're even regressing. Then maybe it's time to change up 
the same faces, right? In other words, Nino's just been here for half of a season or a little bit of more. more guys that have been here for a, a good while. Like, you know what they are. You know what they bring to the table. And honestly, I, I would put Granlin in that category. I mean, you you know what you're getting. He's been here long enough now. And I just think, to me, if you were going to be a seller, you're, you're looking at guys like that, guys that have been here for a while, and it's just time to change some faces in the room. Do, yeah, you, do you agree with Grand, that? Yes, I, I, I definitely do. And Granlund, I think, would be the number one option there. Uh, his age, his cap hit the next two years after this one. But also consider this. You know, they with Forsberg out, who did they call up? Philip Tomasino. And they've and the whole thing with him has been they didn't have room in the top six. Well, when Forsberg comes back, if Tomasino is playing okay and they feel like they, they want to keep him up now, you're going to need room in your top six. So one of those guys is going. Granlund is either, either getting out of the top six or you're trading him or you're trading Niederreiter or someone else. But that would also make sense, you know, logistically with your, with your roster to, to move out a top six guy, go ahead and just plug Tomasino into that role the rest of the year and on into the future. So you said something a moment ago about uh, Niederreiter and the fact that he's 30. What, what, is, what is old in hockey? <laughs> oh man, it's it's shockingly young. Uh, it, it really, uh, yeah, 30, I mean it's a well, serious question for me. I'm I'm serious yeah. when I say it because no, I know some hockey guys are able to go for a very long time. It seems like longer than in other sports. Um, they're able to play into their upper 30s or even 40s in in certain cases. Yeah, it depends by position. I mean, forwards. It's pretty young. I mean, 30 is like uh, is is definitely approaching AARP status for for uh, for a forward. Like now, I'll give you a for example. Sure. Craig Smith is a guy I yes. love and adore. Yeah. He's been in the league a long time. Yeah, but say he he's, was an older player. He's 34 and yeah. I I'll just tell you right now. And, and look, I'll just say it on the air. I don't I mean, whatever. I I'm not trying to break news. I don't know anything. I I just know him. I've been around him for a long time. Uh, there's a there's a reason I wanted to catch up with him. I wanted to see. I I think there's a real shot, and if they win it, it's like a no brainer. But even if they don't, I I think a guy like Craig Smith is not going to be a guy they're going to have to pull off the ice. Like tell him like, hey man, you're t- here's a walker. It's time for you to yeah. leave the game. He's a guy who's played long enough. I just think he'll go off and raise his kid that they're going to have in June. Fish. And call it a career. In other words, I think at 34, he's getting really, really close. And I wouldn't be surprised after this season. And by the way, I think he becomes a UFA after this season. Okay. He just says, you know what? Peace out. And he's 34. Yeah, I, okay. Do you right, agree with that, I, Alex? Yeah, definitely. I, Craig Smith would, would make sense. I mean, uh, and he played, he's, he played, those are hard years, too. I mean, he, he plays so hard. And he's fast played a lot of football. hockey. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and so th- there are. But back to the to the question. I mean, there are exceptions. Obviously, Alex Ovechkin. He's thirty seven years old. He's like probably got some years left. I mean, he's di- but he's different. He plays the game differently. So a Craig Smith or maybe another former Predator, Victor Arvidsson, not as long of a shelf life just because they play so differently. It's like running backs. You know, I mean, the the, the shelf life on those guys is just not as long for the, compared to, to other positions. So defensemen, it's maybe a little bit longer, but also it kind of depends on what kind of a defenseman you are. If you're a, a speed okay. guy like a Roman Yossi, it's a little different than if you're a physical guy like a Ryan McDonough or a Matias Ekholm. Fair enough. 
who has underachieved the most on this hockey team? Oh, that's a great question. I, I, man, that, that, that would probably be the answer to why this season has been so frustrating, if you could figure it out. <laughs> there, are so, there are there are so many so many options. I mean, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with actually a name I just mentioned, and that that would be a Ryan McDonough. Um, I, you know, I thought I think a lot of people felt when Ryan McDonough came in that wow, that's a huge improvement on your blue line. The the defense is gonna get figured out. He's gonna contribute offensively. I mean, he has one goal this year. Defensively, mm. he has not looked all that solid. There have been major issues defensively with not just with him on the ice, but overall. And uh, he's, he's giving you minutes, but, but you need more than that. And so I would say him is a, a good place to start. I mean, Tanner Janot, uh, just considering the, the drastic change from last year to this year in terms of production, that's a, that's a huge difference. But then, you know, it's, uh, you cannot have this conversation without talking about the two top guys, right? uh, Ryan Johansson and Matt Duchesne. You, you can't even mention this question without saying Ryan Johansson is step a step back from last year and Matthew Shane not shooting as well, not contributing as much on the goal side as you'd like. So there's there's what? What I give you four options and uh, you could probably add to that. I'm you left out Philip Forsberg. Yeah, no, I think Forsberg has been fine. I mean I don't I haven't seen physically I mean his his points per game are right kind of where his average is. He's missed some game missed some games with the injury, but uh, no at Forsberg I wouldn't say so. I mean he he's not gonna hit forty but you know, assuming that he comes back from his injury soon, he'll get to 30, which is still, you know, right around his career kind of arc is, is a 30-goal score. I think he'll get there. Um, you know, he's not – like I said, he's, he's not what he was last year, but, but Duchesne and Johansson and Granlund and all these guys are way off from where they were last year. I mean, leagues below where, where they were last year, so that's, that's a bigger thing. Forsberg, I, I think consistently night in and night out, he has been the – the team's best offensive player and the, the the one that other teams have to prepare for. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, it'll be interesting tonight. Then back-to-backs this weekend. Uh, back-to-back matinee games uh, this weekend, mm. I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the Saturday one here is, and I think Minnesota is as well on Sunday. Good stuff, Alex. Really appreciate it. And uh, we'll do it again real soon. Absolutely. And everyone stay safe out there. we got some storms coming yeah. up. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Keep everybody yeah. – uh, in on that as well. Alex Doherty covers the Predators Thanks. for A to Z Sports. Mm-hmm. Good stuff from him, as always. We'll come back the rest of the hour open. We can take your calls. We can also talk about what we just heard. A lot of stuff to digest right there. 615-844-5600. Again, 844-5600 is how you can get in touch with us here on this Thursday afternoon. You're listening to The McFarland Show, WNSR. Welcome to Smashville, home of your Nashville Predators. Join us at Bridgestone Arena coming up Saturday, February 18th as your Nashville Predators take on the Florida Panthers. And Tuesday, February 21st, don't miss your Preds taking on the Vancouver Canucks for college night with the University of Alabama. Purchase your college night tickets today at NashvillePredators.com slash college nights to get your Preds and Alabama co-branded hats. That's NashvillePredators.com slash college nights. We can't wait to see you back inside Bridgestone Arena. Let's go Preds. 
Are you looking for a trusted partner who knows AT&T business inside and out? ABS Communications is an organization built on the premise that telecom solutions and working with companies like AT&T can often be complicated and the customer needs someone to help them navigate through these complexities. They make complex simple. Whether it's helping maintain, manage, or secure your business, ABS Communications is here to help all your business telecom and mobility needs. Their business was built with the goal of simplifying the process of connectivity for the customer and establishing a long-term relationship of trust through transparency and accountability. ABS Communications is a top five AT&T authorized agent with over 200 years of AT&T technical experience. You can call Mark and the gang at 615-349-8588 or you can visit their website at abscomcomm.net. And remember, mention the McFarland Show to ABS and you could get up to $250 in a Visa gift card for new ABS business customers. Today on Hey Culligan, reverse to reduce. Here's Bob. Hey Culligan, I love fresh water, but I got plastic bottles coming out. Whoa, Bob, you are not kidding about the bottles. But did you know Culligan's reverse osmosis and always-on drinking water systems provide fresh, clean, delicious drinking water and help reduce the equivalent of over 15 billion plastic bottles from landfills worldwide? Holy fresh, environmentally friendly drinking water. Am I right? Right, Bob. And we're already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test from a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. They say they'll get your biggest tax refund. Jackson Hewitt says your biggest tax refund guaranteed and a chance to double your tax refund. Thousands in weekly prizes during the Double Your Refund sweepstakes. Your biggest refund times two, twice the money. So forget about them. File your taxes on the double at Jackson Hewitt today. No purchase necessary to enter or win. Open to U.S. residents 18 or older who file a 2022 federal tax return. Promotion ends 4223. Visit jacksonhewitt.com for rules. Howdy, folks. I'm back to remind you about the best steakhouse in Music City, Bob's Steak and Chop House. The only place in Middle Tennessee to get A5 Wagyu steaks cooked to perfection. And when that special day rolls around to treat that special someone, make your reservation now at Bob's Steak and Chop House. From petit fillets to massive tomahawk ribeyes. When somebody asks where's the beef, you tell them Bob's Steak and Chop House. Make your Valentine's Day reservations now. And treat the best in your life with the best in Nashville. Bob's Steak and Chop House. At the Omni Nashville Hotel. Your exclusive National Sports Radio WNSR Sky Scan Forecast. Today's going to be variably cloudy, widespread showers and thunderstorms, a high 74. Shower and thunderstorm this evening, some drizzle later tonight, the low 34. Turns out sunny, notably cooler Friday, high 44. Utilizing the resources of the Weatherbug Network on National Sports Radio, I'm WNSR's meteorologist Jim Rinaldi. Sports Radio WNSR. It's a Bill King show. Somebody asked me, this ascension of Tennessee football, is it sustainable? I think it is sustainable. They're recruiting ranking schools. You can get A-plus personnel to Rocky Top, Tennessee. And the state is now way better than it ever was in its past producing players. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. You're listening to The McFarland Show live on WNSR Nashville Sports Radio. 844-5600 is how you get in touch with us. Good stuff from Alex Storty covering the Predators for A to Z Sports. Anything new on the weather front here on this? No, 
things have uh, calmed down a little bit, which is great news. Uh, the rain is starting to push its way in to town as we speak into Nashville proper. If you're listening to us west of town, you've already experienced the rain. If you're not experiencing it right now in a heavy way. Uh, but right now, the front of the storm is in areas like Kingston Springs and uh, is making its way towards uh, Bellevue, Bellmead uh, in the next few minutes. So we'll see. So David Poyle came out this week and said, don't look for them to be a buyer. Not going to be a buyer. Okay. Could be a seller. I think me personally, I've been around David Poyle the whole time he's been here. David knows what he's saying, and if he's putting that out there, <laughs> there's something to it. Yeah. Right? I mean, he's not just, he's he's not not just, just saying, saying it just to say it. He's not just saying it to fill space. Okay. Okay. So if he's putting that out there, it means he's thinking about being a seller. Okay. Okay. Currently, they're on the outside looking in, where they've been most of the yeah. season. Outside. And five points out now. In. And uh, they got Boston tonight. So that, that's why I thought it was interesting where Alex thought if they were going to be a seller. Like, where, where, do you, where do you begin to go with that? Yeah. Like, how, how do you – And that's why I brought up, you know, you just look at some of the, the salaries. I mean, Ryan Johansson has got – you know, I was talking about guys that have been here for a long time. And it's like, yeah. if you're going to be a seller, it's like, well – it's like Nino. Okay, I get that, but been here half of a season. But like, he just got here. And I, I actually like what he brings to the table, and he hasn't been here yeah. that long. I, I'm looking at if you've been having the same results, right, and nothing's yeah. really changing. Don't you look to you look around first with something that's been there for a for a while, right? Yeah. Is that that's that's the way I look at it. Yeah, guy like Ryan Johansson's got two more years after this season before he becomes a, a UFA at eight million per. Is that a is that a lot? Yeah, we know that. But eight million a year in today's game, thirty year old centerman, big body, guys, uh, a guy who's done well in the playoffs, a guy who's known for doing playing well mm-hmm. in the playoffs, um, has logged a lot of minutes in the league. I don't think it's crazy to think somebody wouldn't, uh, and I don't even know if you're necessarily at this point going to like try to get something big in return you may just want to get out from underneath that contract and free up uh you know some money for down yeah. the road yeah for later on yeah for making a move later i don't think to, you yeah. look at it like well what can you get for yeah well, i don't think it's really about that yeah sometimes it's just about getting out from under i mean the pk suban trade to new jersey was literally just getting out from underneath that contract yeah. take a bag of hockey I mean, sticks you know whatever you got laying around I mean, did yeah. they get some players yeah, yeah. but I don't really wasn't they weren't in it for that. Yeah. They were in it to just get out from underneath that yeah. contract. Get the they contract did, off the books. They did Clear that with Thomas Volkun back in the day. Oh wow. They traded him to Florida. Coon, yeah. All right, one of my favorites. Sure. Traded him to, to Florida just to get out from underneath that contract. Mm-hmm. They were looking for somebody to take on that contract. Maybe that's what you do. Again, I don't know if you can do it, but I do wonder if you put those feelers out there. Is a team that thinks they're one big centerman away, yeah, from that being their piece to go all the way. You find somebody who's looking for a piece who thinks they're on the cusp of making something yeah, happen, and they're one one piece away, and they'll get real hungry for that piece. Yeah. And you only need one. Yeah, that's it. You only need one team. So uh, that's just a name that I threw. You know, I just I just think there are guys like that that if you were going to be a seller. Maybe you look at the guys that are, have been here a while, and if nothing's changing, maybe you, 
you look to start there if you can, mm-hmm. right? If you can. Yeah. Uh, 615-844-5600. Let's go to Columbia. Nate is up next. Nate, welcome in. What's up, guys? Um, I know this is a very popular thing for teams to do, and I already know that we're paying Kyle Turris till God knows when. But what if we try – do you think Poyle would be interested in retaining salary at all? Uh, Kyle Turris is going to get paid until 27-28, just to – not to put people in a bad mood, or you, Nate. Oh, I, I, just wanted, I, I, I knew just wanted it was a long... Yeah, it's, yeah. It is five more seasons after this season at $2 million Yeah, but with, but with uh, Duchesne and Johansson being on shorter contracts right now, what, I mean, wouldn't it make a little sense to retain, ask teams to see if we could still retain three mil? of at least one of them, so it's a little more enticing to move them? Well, you can. Uh, David Poyle doesn't really have history of doing that. I know other teams have, but David Poyle, I mean, can you name all the moves he's done where he's retained salary to move guys? He's usually just found a suitor, somebody to tag it on. So he does. There's not a, you- there's not a lot of history in David Poyle – Making moves like that, but yeah, it is an option to your point. I just and, and I know that he is dead, that they're not buyers. I'm not truly going to believe it until the day comes and the hours pass, especially three or four hours after the deadline hits because we know every there's stuff that comes in at the very last minute, but he just doesn't have a track record of either standing pat or selling. So I I just don't have 100% confidence that he's going to do that. Uh, I will respectfully disagree with you and tell you I do absolutely believe him, that he's not going to be a buyer. I think there's a I mean, there's a reason why David Poyle said that three less than three weeks away from the deadline. I mean, I, I, be, I don't think he's just saying that just to say it. And then go, whoa, wait a minute, I'll pump the brakes on that. I think he means it. I don't I would be stunned if they're buyers. Stunned. Even if they even yes. if they went on a tear. Yes. You don't think he, he nope. would he would give any consideration. I, I do not. No. That you're asking me. You're just asking me yeah. my opinion. Yeah. And no, I don't I do not believe there's a scenario that could play out from February sixteenth until March third, which would have David Poyle being a buyer. Say, Nate, I want to ask you something, sir. Who is the predator player that you are most disappointed in this season? Nate, you with us? Man. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I'm, <laughs> I think that was a segment of Saturday Night Live called Deep Thoughts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking because there's so many. Okay. <laughs> I, you know, so are, are you – are you I, more I mean, the, if you had to give one, if you had to have a one, who is it? It probably would be uh, Duchesne, just because Duchesne. he's he was Poyle's uh, white whale, and he finally got him. And then I'm seriously wondering what Poyle is thinking about D, uh, Duchesne right now, since he it took him so long to get him, and now that he's got him, he's like yes, and then. Is he thinking yes anymore? Is he thinking, what have I done? That's interesting. Okay. 
Thank you. I, I, listen, I'm I'm just trying to get a gauge on the fan yeah. base and where everybody is with yeah. where they because the disappointment expresses where blame a lot of times will go to later on once the season is over and this team does not make the playoffs or has an early exit or whatever they do a lot of fans are going to be saying if it wasn't for this guy this guy didn't produce enough this guy didn't didn't you know score enough goals or get enough assist or wasn't aggressive enough or you know was out of shape or was hurt or whatever 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 you know i'm just trying to figure out where are fans going with how they feel about individual players, not just about the team. We know the team is is hit and mess, but why is the team hit and mess? They're, well, they're made up of players, and what are the players on this team doing? Um, and what you're saying is, in your particular case, Duchesne is the one that's supposed to have been doing a lot, but is not doing near enough. Based on how he's paid and based on how Poyle has been has chased. I, ju- I was away. just talking to Darren about this. The the pay, Darren, and you know, we understand the pay versus the production. Who is getting paid versus the production they're putting out? And and I don't have a good gauge on it in hockey, because hockey's a little different, but it depends on what you were paying Matt Duchesne to do. And and Nate, I'll follow up with you. What is it that you think Matt Duchesne is supposed to be doing that he's not doing? Is it go- goal scoring? Is it Assist? Is it what, what? What is it? I mean, Darren, uh, I, I, I mean, if you're getting paid eight million a year, then you're, you're looking for. Look, yeah. he's not going to go forty three cool. a season, but you're looking more. Yeah. You want it to look more like last season. Yeah, exactly. And okay. he and and he was brought in here to score goals, yeah. right, Darren? I, yeah. I can't. Okay, yeah. yeah, that's why I of thought. Course. That's why I thought. And I mean, I love the assist and everything, but. If you're a goal scorer, you you you're brought in and score goals and everything, and not so. But hey, guys, I'm gonna let y'all go because I know we're over time. So y'all have a great day. Be safe out there. All right, you too. Mate. Thank, Thank you. you. Mate. All right, let's step away. Come back. Wrap up the first hour of the McFarland Show. We'll do that next. What's your next dream? Paying off your credit card? Remodeling your kitchen? Exploring the rainforest of Costa Rica? Whatever your dreams, they take some planning. And State Farm agent Austin Hardy is right here in the Middle Tennessee community to lend a hand. As your local good neighbor, he can help you look at the things you want to save for and come up with a plan to make those saving goals happen. Because your money should work just as hard as you to achieve your dreams. So whether it's being free of debt or free to roam the world, call State Farm agent Austin Hardy here in the Middle Tennessee community. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Paid for by Christian Care Ministry. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 855-51-BIBLE. That's 855-51-BIBLE. 855-51-BIBLE. Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? 
and you can get it online? Just go to 4 slash joy. At Hymns, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the biggest brands at 90% off. That's right, get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but 90% cheaper. It's the same medication you get from your doctor, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4 slash joy. That's 4 slash joy for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. As a professional realtor in Nashville for more than 40 years, Richard Courtney is one of the city's top-ranked real estate brokers. He's also the author of two books and the real estate columnist for the Nashville Ledger. What does all of this mean to you as a home buyer or seller? Expert knowledge, guidance, and trust. Give Richard Courtney a call today at 615-300-8189. That's 615-300-8189. Or online at richardcourtney.com. This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. The question was, what did I think well, yeah, of Rand it, it, You know what? I thought, Patton, I want, I want to get your input on this, too. Went exactly the way I thought it would. I, I knew he was going to win the press conference. Got a really great personality, a great story. He's a guy you want to get behind and root for. And I thought he owned it. I thought he did a great job. Greg Pogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. Honest opinions, genuine conversations. The McFarland Show. Well, at East, we'll go to Knoxville. Check in with Vince Ferrar. Get the reaction from last night's win over number one Alabama. G Pander 78 weighs in on Twitter. Says, I think to move Ryan Johansson, the Predators would have to retain salary, maybe like three or four million. Maybe that's true. That's to Nate's suggestion. Uh, G Pander also weighs in on the Matt Deshane part. No one is touching Matt Deshane's contract because of the modify no trade that is at the end of the contract. You have to, a better chance of trading Fabro or Johansson. Uh, Deshane or yeah, Deshane has three more years at eight per after this season to be a UFA. Mm. And as G Pander just said, a modified no trade. So tonight it'll be the Predators and the Bruins at Bridgestone Arena. At 7 o'clock, and then a matinee game at 1 o'clock against the Florida Panthers on uh, Saturday afternoon, Okay, early afternoon, and then they go to Minnesota on Sunday and play at 1 o'clock. So a couple of matinee games over the weekend. On the weekend, weekend yeah. matinees. Oh, that's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Wow. All it's right. A good, it's a good thing. And frees up the night. And we'll also talk about it does. I love it. And the other part is talking about Van, uh, Vance, <laughs> Vance Ferrara. Vince Ferrer. I don't know what just happened there. Vance, Tennessee, and Kentucky on Saturday. So we'll Ah. get the reaction of last night. And then next up, they get to go to Lexington on Saturday. Mm -hmm. And we'll see how much they can carry over this huge win and also avenge the loss at home. Remember. That kind of sent them tumbling to begin with. I remember that that game well because, remember, we had a phone call. Vol Boy called in and said, I think the chances are Kentucky beats Tennessee, and I laughed. You did. And the only team that was laughing was Kentucky. Ha, 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 You laughed, and I said, yeah, I did. I laugh, laughed. Laugh now, cry later. I laughed. So, can't, I mean, I can't 
Honestly, I can't see Tennessee getting swept by this year's Kentucky team. This year's Kentucky team is – I know they had a big win last night, by the way, at Mississippi State. I don't even know how they did it. They had two, two guys not even available for that game, and they still found a way to win. This year's SEC has been – It has. Consistently inconsistent. Yeah. And so it wouldn't surprise me at all because I don't look at it as a season series. I just kind of look at it as where these teams are right now when you catch them uh, for Kentucky and Tennessee. I mean – because some nights the buckets are falling and some nights they're not. I mean, it's really that simple right now. Because I didn't think Tennessee was going to go in there and beat Alabama last night. And there we are. So, I mean, was Alabama due to catch an L? Probably. Yeah. So, was this a good time and about the right mix? Yeah. Yeah. Vegas thought so. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why. So, Saturday. Auburn coming here Saturday night. Memorial Gym to take on Vanderbilt. Yeah. I'm very intrigued by that. Also intrigued by Tennessee so many people and come Kentucky. Out for that. It's going to be a great college basketball weekend Yeah, for teams that we're talking about in this market, for sure. All right, that is going to do it for this hour. We will come back and get the reaction and see what last night's atmosphere was like. We'll even ask him about the cigars. <laughs> we'll check in with our man Vince Ferrara. We'll do that to kick off the second hour of the McFarland Show here on Nashville Sports Radio. ABC News, I'm Dave Packer. A very limited portion of the Georgia Special Grand Jury Report investigating efforts by former President Trump and allies to overturn the 2020 election results has been released. The grand jury found no widespread fraud took place in the Georgia 2020 presidential election that could result in overturning the election. The grand jury also recommended separately the district attorney seek appropriate indictments for possible perjury by witnesses. We're learning more about the gunman who killed three Michigan State University students and injured five others Monday. Police say Anthony McRae legally purchased two guns, but they were not registered. Michigan State Police Lieutenant Rudy Gonzalez says they also conducted a search warrant at McRae's home. At the residence, a cell phone was collected, journals of sorts, miscellaneous writings, and fired 9mm casings. Police still don't have a motive. Today, President Biden is undergoing a second physical since taking office. The president, who's 80, is weighing another bid for the White House. This is ABC News. I'm Martin Hoke, the inventor of Navage Nasal Care, and I love Navage. I've told you about how your nose is the body's air filter, that Navage's powered suction will help flush out allergens, viruses, mucus, and germs, and that Navage will help you breathe better. But what do other people say about Navage? Like Tara, quote, my doctor wanted me to do saline rinses for my allergies, but I've never been able to successfully use a neti pot. Navaj uses suction power, so it's foolproof. There are nights when I'll have particularly bothersome allergies. I'll bust it out, and the results are immediate. It's such a relief. It's become a lifesaver. Unquote. She's one of over 100,000 online reviews praising Navaj, the all-natural solution trusted by over 3 million people to help you breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and stay healthier without drugs. Navaj is available at Walmart, CVS, Walgreens, Target, Rite Aid, and online. Navaj, N-A-V-A-G-E, clean nose, healthy life. WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. Hey, you know it's a leap year, right? No, the next leap year isn't until 2024. Nope, it's this year. 
I can prove it. Here, play this new instant game from the Tennessee Lottery. Uh, okay. <laughs> Woohoo! I won! See what you did there? I jumped up and down? No, that was a leap. Don't miss your chance to jump for joy this February with our newest instant games. You could win up to $5 million. The Tennessee Lottery. Game changing fun. Please play responsibly. And now, some big news from WINN. The new February instant games from the Tennessee Lottery have arrived. Now, for some bigger news, there are four new exciting games to choose from. And now, for our biggest news yet, you could win a top prize of $5 million. Make a break for fun today with February instant games, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Listen. You can't handle the truth. It's about to go off. Live from the WNSR Strike and Spare Studios. Just a bit outside. Now back to the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Show me the money! Call now at 615-844-5600. Oh, righty then. Now the McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin. Rolling along on this Thursday afternoon, let's head east. Let's go to Knoxville. Check in, get the reaction from the Vols' victory over number one Alabama. First time the Crimson Tide have been number one in college basketball in 20 years. It didn't last long. Good win by Tennessee. And we check in with our guy Vince Ferrar, 99-1, the sports animal there in Knoxville. Vinny, how you doing? How was last night? Good voice. It was loud. <laughs> no surprise there. But, yeah, it was it was really interesting to see Tennessee down two starters to be able to rise up and have that kind of performance. Uh, weren't expecting it, but with this team, you, you couldn't rule it out either. It's just they, they've got ability and they can defend, and their defense came back in that game. What's going on with Josiah James? Are they gonna, is this a the guy they're going to be able to count on being available down the stretch? It, if it was if it was what he was hurting from a knee prior to or earlier this year where he had the setback and had to lose time, then I would say, ooh, this can be chronic. But he turned his ankle in the Vanderbilt game, so it's different. I I was thinking about this today. I wouldn't rush him back. He he is. If you're doing anything in the postseason stringing wins together in that kind of stage and as much as you need to be able to uh, make the most out of uh, your uh, your opportunities and he can switch and play any of the five positions defensively, uh, you're going to need him. And so I would not rush him back. Frankly, I wouldn't rush Julian Phillips back. I think Phillips might be a little bit ahead of, of James and neither one of them, their status hasn't been declared yet. Uh, but Julian wasn't wasn't decided on until late. Going to kind of see how that hip would go. Uh, he originally tweaked it in practice, and then he tried to play last game, or the, the, his last game uh, that he played in, in a couple of games ago, and then wasn't able to to go very long in that last loss. So uh, he's he may get back sooner, but I, I, this isn't seemed season ending, and because it's different than the knee that had been giving him problems earlier when he missed time, I, I think when he's ready, he'll be back out there. 
what was the atmosphere? Set it, set the scene for us. What was it like last night in Thompson Bowling? It, from the from the jump, and it really it helped that Tennessee got off to a good start, right? Against Kentucky, it was more difficult for the fans to be full throw, and they had they had their moments when they tried to help the team through, but. Man, it is packed as it was. Tennessee getting off to a really good start and hitting threes, and they were full throat from the jump. The student section is standing room only now. They they only sit down at halftime. Uh, actually, on the the, the not even their name is their name seats. The seats are completely gone. They just sit on the on the rows where they're standing on. Uh, so it's uh, it's loud and you know, they're. Channing and um, it's uh, it's really good. And they do Tennessee has a really good job with their Sterling Hinton, who was a former quarterback at Tennessee. DJ's at Neyland Stadium. Uh, he's a pretty well known and desired DJ and a super guy. I mean, total hype guy for Tennessee. He and Tennessee's presentation do an awesome job. And so, uh, because the student section is is been as engaged as they've ever been and as loud as they've ever been. It was really, really loud, especially in those peak moments when they'd get offensive, when they get threes, but then also when they'd get a big block. They do had a block at the rim or a key steal to help them close out the game. They they react to a lot of things there, so it was it was pretty special. I think Alabama averages like eighty-two points a game. How in the world did they hold them to their lowest out offensive output of the season in fifty-nine? It was as good of a defensive performance as I can remember in a while. I don't want to make ever declarations. A lot of basketball. Seeing it in person was impressive. And that's without two starters. And you could argue that Josiah Jordan-James might be their best defender. He's their most versatile defender. He's a glue guy that communicates defensively. And then Julian Phillips has the best one-on-one defensive numbers. Like, opponents shoot the lowest percent when he's their primary defender of the shooter uh, among all their guys. And he has length and position versatility also. Without those two guys, Tennessee was special. What they did was they uh, didn't give Alabama the opportunity to drive in the lane. Alabama, everything they do is hard cuts to the basket. I think we talked about it on Monday. Alabama doesn't just jack up a bunch of threes and make them. They put you in conflict because they make threes, but then they cut their guards, cut hard to the basket and drive to the basket. So that makes it really difficult for you to be able to not cheat over and try to help on the drive and then still get out to their shooters. Well, they weren't allowing some of those drives. They were cutting them off. And the the, the MVP last night for Tennessee didn't score, and that was Jemai Meshack. As impactful a 27 minutes of no points, three rebounds, as you will find in college basketball this year. He got the primary assignment on Brandon Miller, and Miller is going to get some of his, and he did with 15 points and 10 rebounds. But man, Miller is capable of so much more, and they didn't. They frustrated him, and they frustrated Alabama's guards. Nate Oates said afterwards in the post game, 
we weren't prepared for their physicality. We tried to emulate it in practice with our scout team, and you can't. They have different personnel, so you can't replicate that in practice. And so they, their physicality is one of the differences, and uh, they, they frustrated our guys. We didn't handle it well, and they got under them. And that's that. Tennessee, uh, uh, Alabama was not prepared for Tennessee's physicality, and the officiating helped because they weren't calling every little bit of body contact. And Tennessee took advantage of that. Uh, Tennessee was tremendous defensively and getting out to the shooters and uh, not allowing those drives. It, it really frustrated Bama. They still got some of theirs, but to hold that team to 59, like you said, Darren. Um, man, incredible. And they're able to turn Alabama over. I know Alabama fans are thinking, yeah, if we don't turn the ball over, then we don't lose that game. Tennessee had a lot to do with that. It wasn't the unforced. And the unforced sometimes comes after you're really grinding just to try to get some space and you try to make something special happen. Tennessee outscored Alabama in points off turnovers 26-2. to Nate Oates said that was a difference. Mm. That was more than the margin of of victory there for Tennessee. So I saw on Twitter events there was some uh, cigar smoke floating around uh, the arena last night. Did you notice some of that? I didn't notice it. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me that if it was fans. <laughs> the media yeah, yeah. kind of joke with the media joked with Rick Barnes. After he was done with his post game, like, hey, you going to get a cigar? He's like, no, we've got a long way to go. we got a long way to go. I mean, that, of course, even if he did, he wasn't going to say, oh, yeah, I'll light one up right now. Uh, but uh, he's not that kind of guy anyway. But, yeah, that, and, and there was actually there was people were putting uh, – Tennessee basketball did it. They put Jonas Adu's face and photoshopped it over Peyton Manning in that picture – of Peyton Manning and Jalen Hyatt in the in the uh, locker room, both smoking a cigar after Tennessee beat Alabama. So uh, <laughs> the, the, everyone had fun with that. I was already in the press room, so I didn't smell any, thankfully. But it would not surprise me if some students uh, were partaking. Yeah, ha- having a little fun with this uh, while you can here. Um, what does this do for this team? I mean, I would say, oh, it's a real confident booster for Tennessee, but I don't feel like this team was uh, lacking in confidence. They were just, you know, not catching a couple of breaks the last few games. What, what does this win really mean? It's a reminder what this team is capable of when they're dialed in, especially defensively. And, again, sorry to keep referencing Nate Oates, but he made a lot of really good points, and I think they're they're worthwhile because it's coming from the coach of the number one team. We just got beat by them. But he said they showed why they're the number one team, uh, defensive team in the country, not just number one three-point defense team in the country, number one defense in the country. So that that is – is what they showed. They had the two games where it was not good. 24 made threes against them. What was crazy is they were still ranked number one in three-point defense even after those two games. That's how far ahead they were of everybody else (laughs) defending the three. Uh, And they're still 
incredibly good uh, or were incredibly good in a lot of defensive categories. So uh, that that's that's where they hang their hat for sure. To me, though, what will make a difference for this team is they need that defense, but they also need some offense. And last night they uh, were able to sort of manufacture their way into enough buckets. There were some tough baskets that they made. They got first career double double from Jonas Adu. Uh, Olivier Kamwa had his his moments, um, and Santiago Vescovi gave him enough, and he was better at the free throw line. Tennessee, we talked about the free throw line a lot. Sixteen of twenty five from the free throw line. Still didn't create fast break points, but they didn't give up fast break points, so they didn't get housed there. They have to get some more free dead ball. Uh, free easy baskets and dead ball with free throws and, and fast breaks. And without two really good players, sort of you know, manufacture the way. But the offense is what's going to take this team deep in the tournament if their defense doesn't let up. It was a reminder of what they're capable of with how good that defense is. Vince, can you talk to me about if this kind of basketball or how much the tournament with some – more close, intense games, uh, the SEC tournament, will help them get ready for March, uh, deeper in March here. Because let's, let's not kid ourselves, as you said a few weeks ago, the expectation for this team is still extremely high. Uh, Elite Eight or Final Four, they got to start priming themselves to take on high competition all the time. Yeah, you want to, and coaches will tell you, you want to be playing your best ball at, at the end or you know, going in with some momentum into the tournament. Then again, last year they won the SEC tournament in Tampa. They were playing as good as anybody, and they still ended up losing in the second round. So there's plenty of examples of both. When you don't figure it out until you start the tournament and then suddenly you find yourself uh, yourselves and you get on a roll and your confidence level goes to another level and you get the right matchups and then you go on a run when people didn't expect it. And for some, they just continue to play well and that carries over and, and it's sustained and it's useful to your, to your question, Justin. I, I think that's where coaches would prefer to be and then just not have the, the letdown in the tournament. Um, and, you know, look, this team has had, now they have a couple guys out of the lineup, but I think you want, to get them back and then make sure it's working with all those pieces uh, again. Because, look, Jemai Meshack, he's taking some minutes. Now where do those minutes go? Okay, you get Julian Phillips back. You get Josiah Jordan-James back. They're going to get their fair share of minutes. Where are those minutes going that if now you have Meshack, who – one of the better perimeter defenders in the country. The way this guy moves laterally and how bouncy he is. Brandon Miller, a top five pick. I mean, he did an amazing job against him, as good as anybody has done. And Miller is five, six inches taller than he is. And he was still able to do it. So if now he's carved his way into some minutes, you got to figure those things out as the season goes down the stretch. Look, there's some losable games the rest of their schedule. I imagine we'll get to it here in a second. So they still have some things to work out when you get everybody back. You mentioned the confidence level. I don't think their confidence level ever dipped. They just had a little bit of a rough patch, and they look great, but there's no guarantees moving forward, honestly. All right, final minute. Let's talk about the game Saturday 
afternoon. It'll yeah. be a noon tip here in Nashville, in Lexington, on CBS, Kentucky and Tennessee, on CBS, noon tip Nashville time. This is a huge one. Uh, how do you obviously Kentucky went into Knoxville and shocked everybody on that Saturday game where they really controlled the game and got the win? How can Tennessee keep the momentum going from last night's victory carry into a win that they need? I mean, they they need to beat Kentucky on Saturday in Lexington, but it won't be easy. Absolutely, because now the, there's a little bit of a log jam jam there for three through six, uh, or at least three through five in, for the SEC tournament. These games matter, and the head-to-head matters. And Kentucky's already got one in the back in their back pocket over Tennessee. If they beat them again Saturday, they own any tiebreakers if their record is the same. And guess what will be the case? Their SEC record will be the the same. Uh, if Tennessee loses to Kentucky and Auburn beats Vanderbilt on Saturday, Auburn's record is the same as Tennessee. So Kentucky would hop Tennessee. Tennessee would have the tiebreaker over Auburn. But now Tennessee is looking at a at a four seed with only you know maybe a uh, with only a a tiebreaker lead uh, to fall out of the top four in that double bye, which is very important. So it's there's not a whole lot of margin for error here. Kentucky's going to be certainly very motivated. They're trying to get into the NCAA tournament, much less their seeding in the SEC tournament. The, the biggest thing is Tennessee has to have the advantage in turnovers because Kentucky, with their athleticism, they can get out and make you pay on the break. And Tennessee uh, uh, limited Alabama from being able to run on them last night, and they didn't turn it over. And so they, they need to have that that not be a factor against them. The other thing is Tennessee needs to make their twos. That That's what killed them against Kentucky because Kentucky extended their defense beyond the three-point line, didn't allow clean looks from three. Tennessee wasn't making their bunnies around the rim. They weren't making their two-point jump shots. And so if they're not going to make those, they better rebound them. And you have Oscar Shibway to deal with there on the glass as well so um that those are a couple of keys is the the turnover margin uh their two-point shooting and then rebounding to in case you're not making those twos and i i would expect a much better and closer performance for tennessee versus what we saw at thompson bowling arena all right good stuff we'll see how it all shakes out on saturday we'll talk about it on monday with you thanks for uh, joining the show have a great rest of your day all right, you guys are the best. Appreciate you. Vince Ferrara, 99-1, the sports animal there in Knoxville. Big one coming up Saturday mm-hmm. in Lexington. Like I said, a noon tip on CBS, Kentucky and Tennessee. Phone lines open. We're wide open the rest of the hour. You can take us home here on this Thursday, 615-844-5600. 844-5600, whatever you want to get into. By the way, there's thunderstorm warnings here in Davidson County until about 3.30. It's mm-hmm. uh, coming down in buckets here at the station. Be safe if you're out there on the road. But uh, we'll take phone calls and more discussion here on the McFarland Show next. Hey, Nashville. Start your day the right way with Bongo Java Cafe located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel. Bongo Java is Nashville's oldest local coffee company. Get your day started with a freshly baked muffin and wash it down with a hot cup of dark roast or hair of the dog blend. With free Wi-Fi, you can get some work done while enjoying a toasted breakfast sandwich. Beat the traffic. Treat yourself at Bongo Java Cafe located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown Music City. 
The 6th Annual Mid-State Classic is happening on March 15th at the Ridley Sports Complex in Columbia, Tennessee. And this year, it's a doubleheader. For nearly a decade, the City of Columbia Parks and Rec Department has showcased the most highly attended women's college softball matchups in the state. The 6th Annual Mid-State Classic kicks off their doubleheader at 1 p.m. with the Bucks from Motlow State taking on the Chargers of Columbia State. Then at 5.30, the Austin P. Lady Govs battle the Lady Vols of the University of Tennessee. Tickets to the Six annual Mid-State Classics are only 10 bucks and are on sale now. Motlow State versus Columbia State. Austin P versus Tennessee. Wednesday, March 15th, starting at 1.30 at the Ridley Sports Complex in Columbia, Tennessee. For tickets and information to the six annual Mid-State Classic, log on to ColumbiaTN.com slash Mid-State Classic or call 931-388-8119. That's 931-388-8119. The six annual Mid-State Classic. Realtors abide by a code of ethics. This is Article 9 in action. Beth, a first-time homebuyer, knew nothing about the home buying process, except that she wanted to buy a home. But her Realtor had the expertise to make sure Beth understood every document, even giving her copies to review with her lawyer so Beth could close on her first home with confidence. Complicated things explained in simple terms. The difference between an agent and a Realtor is real. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. Bundling car and renter's insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? Look for the signs. Chances are they live in a home and have a car. They use money and enjoy having more of it. They probably drink lots of lemonade. Mmm, lemonade. And they've probably said something suspicious like, I'm bundling with GEICO or stop spying on me with those binoculars. If so, you may want to ask them how easy it was to bundle with GEICO. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. If you need a staycation or planning a trip to Music City, stay at Bento Living Chestnut Hill. Voted the best boutique hotel in the city by the Nashville scene. Bento Living is located on the edge of bustling downtown and boasts on-site dining, shopping, live entertainment on the rooftop, and free fitness classes. Come experience Nashville like a local. Visit bentochestnuthill.com to book your Music City vacation today. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Every weekday afternoon, 2 to 4, live on WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio, it's the McFarlane Show. It's Darren. It's Justin. It's 50 years of Nashville Sports Radio coverage. A show that's genuine, it's real, it's fun, it's passionate. We welcome your phone calls, and we mean it. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio, WNSR. Welcome back to the Strike and Spare Studios. You're listening to The McFarland Show with Darren McFarland and Fox 17's Justin McFarland. Good stuff from Vince Ferrara. Programming note for our show tomorrow. Vanderbilt Baseball kicks off their season. 3 o'clock first pitch, 245 pregame. So we'll be on for 45 minutes and then turn things over to Vanderbilt Baseball. They're in Dallas, I should say Arlington, where the Rangers play. That's where they're going to be playing TCU tomorrow. I think they play TCU, Oklahoma State, and Texas this weekend, which, hello, 
Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah. Which, you know, this is now Tim Corbin and, and Vanderbilt. They're no strangers to these type of uh, tournaments. And then they'll come home, I think, next week. They've got, a, I think, a Tuesday-Wednesday home opener. game. Yeah. And then I think they host UCLA next weekend. I think that's right. Okay. I'm not, I'm not sure why UCLA will be coming here. Be coming here? Well, you know, why can't they like Nashville? What happened? Well, because it's February. What do you yeah, mean? well, what, what happened? They're in L.A. They are in L.A. It's warmer. It is warmer. It's not rainy. In theories, well, how do you know it's, it's going to be warmer? You, you don't know what it's going to be in, like here. In L.A.? Oh, well, oh, here. It could be warmer well, here. Well, you're right. Day-to-day. You, tomorrow, the high is supposed to be in the 40s. Yeah, lows in the 20s. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's like that. Back to the cold again. We yeah. had what seven? We've had, we've hit seventies. Seventy two earlier today. Yeah. And the rain came through and uh, not anymore. Even though the rain situation is improving uh, greatly, the the storms are calming. Um, the closer they get to Nashville, doesn't mean you won't see some lightning or thunder. I'm just saying, like you just heard, it's not as bad as it could be. Yeah. Six one five eight four four fifty six hundred is how you get in touch with us. I just saw where Alvin Kamara, the grand jury, has indicted Alvin Kamara and three others for an alleged beating at a Las Vegas nightclub Ooh. last year. Ooh. An alleged beating? Yep. Yeah, that's not good. So there'll be another, what was it I saw, another round in March, is that right? So I don't know. I don't know what that means for uh, well, it, 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 for Alvin Kamara. It means more attorneys' fees, is what it means. Yes, it does. It means more billable hours. Um, alleged beating in the Las Vegas nightclub last year. Okay. So he has been indicted. You know, it's 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 just it's just one of those things. Uh, although we don't hear about problems in nightclubs as much as we used to uh, here in this uh, in this business. So, uh, you know, Alvin Kamara in Las Vegas and, you know, a couple of players have gotten out there in Las Vegas and, uh, you know, things things happen and they don't always stay in Vegas. Oh, uh, no, there was an incident with a Titan, former Titan. I, I didn't want to go know, all the way back there, but okay. It was at a, it was at a night. La, it was. Las Vegas in the, Yeah, it was. Or it, it did. Strip club. Whatever. I don't know if they – if nightclub encompasses everything – or you have to specifically say for purposes of this conversation, I think it does. Okay. It, it, it you know you kind of get everything with that. Okay. So yes, that has happened. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. Kind of took over this town for a while. It really did. Gosh. Here's a random, random little tweet that I saw during mm-hmm. the break. There are 47 quarterbacks who have started at least 120 games for one team. Ooh. Okay. Okay. 47 that have started at least 120 games for one team. The three of the 47 who have the lowest winning percentage with those teams. I'd be curious to see if you have any idea. Lowest winning percentage. Former two current. How about that? So one is a former, two are current. Quarterbacks, three of 47 that played at least 120 games. That's a long time in the NFL. It is. With the same team. Same team. Have the three lowest winning percentages in that group. 120 games. Yep. 
120 games is at least eight years, if my math is right. Yeah, because you need to go on the premise of basically 16 games. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, that well, yeah, yeah, there we go. So, who's been with a team at least eight years with a percentage and the winning? And, was, and they were crap. And they weren't good, but they lasted for eight years. That, that, that I'm, I'm, like, I, I want to see my first initial statement is is Derek Carr, but I don't think Derek Carr played for the Raiders for that long. So I don't know if he's if he qualifies there. Stafford? Stafford, Devlin says, you say Derek Carr. Stafford, you know, definitely. But I guess Stafford, I'm thinking about it, you know, with his former team, the Lions, not with his current team. But you're right, the way the question was phrased – uh, he would definitely qualify for that, so I have to switch my brain. So, yeah, Matthew Stafford is definitely one of them, I would I'm, think. I have another guess as well. So, this show is pretty smart because those two are correct. Those are the current players, Matthew Stafford, Derek Carr. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So you said you have another guess, and who's the former? Uh, if it wasn't Derek Carr, I was going to say Andy Dalton, but I don't know how long he played for the Bengals and what they're well, he play, I think he, they he played qualified. eight years, yeah, but for sure. I, I know this is going to sound crazy. Yeah. Tell him, Darren. Andy Dalton actually did a lot of winning. Tell Cincinnati. him, Darren. Right, yeah. Didn't win in the playoffs. No. But he did a lot of winning. Tons. They, they, were, they were a team that was vying for a division title or getting into the playoffs. He just couldn't win a playoff they game. He couldn't win a playoff that game. Was the, that was lives. the knock on him. Yeah. Just couldn't win a playoff game. But, but they were – for a long time, Very like potent. Andy Dalton was actually a successful quarterback. It's hard to think of quarterbacks who have been on the same team for eight years, right? And be yeah. bad, successful, yeah. right? Yeah, and be bad. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I would like to know his winning percentage. He was probably pretty darn good. I just figured even an average quarterback for eight years could have one of the lower scoring. Uh, well, you don't get to stay for eight years if you're average. The former is very obvious because if you remember, he was running for his life. That would be uh, Daddy Manning. Yes, yes, yes Archie Manning. Archie. Yes. almost called him Eli. Like, no, was, not Eli. They, they Daddy were, Manning. They were called the Aints, okay, not the Saints. Paper bags. They were called the Aints. And so he was running for his life most of his career. So, yes, Archie Manning was the former Derek Carr and Matthew Stafford. Now bet. So it does make you wonder, is it the franchise or is it the player, right? Yeah. Because Matthew Stafford gets the hell out of Detroit, and what does he do? First year. Wins the Super Bowl. Wins the Super Bowl. It is all about finding, for me, it's the coach and the scheme. So it's a little bit of everything. Yeah, I mean, you got to find the right combination. So, so let me ask you that. So that, that's that's a great point. Do you guys believe? I'm trying to. Let me give you an example. Okay, so let's take Derek Carr out of Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. Insert Las Vegas is who, or maybe back then, how long they've been in Las Vegas? It would have been Oakland who initially Mm -hmm. drafts Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Does Patrick Mahomes have the same success with the Raiders that he's had in Kansas City? Possibly uh, under – it depends on who the coach was. So, I know well, John Gruden was the coach been. for a little while. But before John Gruden – Who was the first – Yeah, because John Gruden was the, wasn't the first. Did he Did he only start in Las Vegas or did he start 
the last year in Oakland before they moved? Because this is what year? Oh no, four no, no, in Der- Las Vegas. No, no, Derek Carr was definitely in, in Oakland without question. No, uh, I'm talking about the coach. Oh no, yeah, he was in Oakland as well. Yeah, he made the move down from. I think he did the last year in Oakland or something. So like it would that. have been Gruden. Yeah, so it had been Gruden. But I'm saying there was a coach there for Derek Carr before. John Gruden. But we're talking about Patrick Mahomes. Oh, I we're see. We're not what talking you're about saying. Derek Carr. I see we're what talking you're about I'm sorry. if the Raiders okay. draft Patrick Mahomes right there in that spot. Do they look like the Chiefs? Possibly, because you said it depends on possibly the whole setup. Possibly, not just the organization, the coach, everything. Possibly, if you have somebody with a good enough offensive. Ima- I mean, for me, it's about offensive imagination and willingness to change and be flexible around the tools that your quarterback has. So is is John Gruden flexible enough in his scheme and the way he thinks about football to work with somebody with the skills like Patrick Mahomes that looks unconventional? I would say he is. Now, if he went to someone a little bit more uh, regiment, you know, maybe not. You know, I don't know if he fits. Uh, and every I'm, I'm trying to think of another place there. Like, let me give you a for example. If Philip Rivers played for somebody other than the Chargers, a better franchise, I believe Philip Rivers would have won at a higher level. If Philip Rivers were on, I, I don't know. I'm trying to um, yeah. traditionally. I mean, teams that have been were good the whole time during Philip Rivers. In the Ste- if he was with the Steelers, Steelers. There you go. Ben Roethlisberger. Instead of Ben Roethlisberger, insert Philip Rivers. You would think I don't think really it changes. Good. Yeah, I don't think. Might be I don't better. think this. I think this. I agree with you. It might be. Better. I agree. <laughs> I think it would be better. It might be better. I think Ben Roethlisberger doesn't have the same success with other organizations. Yeah, but see, here, here's another one for you. How about this pairing? What if Bill Belichick gets a hold of Patrick Mahomes? What do you think that is like? See, and and the no brainer in your mind goes, well, of course that would be phenomenal. Would it really? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Why? Because the way Bill Belichick coaches teams to play football seems to be in a very um, disciplined style of football. Not to say Andy Reid doesn't have discipline. What I'm saying is Andy Reid will let you freelance a little bit more than Bill Belichick. It is the style in which these guys were born. Here's my pushback on Go that. ahead. Andy Reid focuses on what side of the football? Offense. Bill Belichick focuses in on what side of the football? All sides. No, defense. <laughs> All sides. No, defense. I mean, okay. You, you're I saying that he didn't let Josh point. McDaniels and Bill O'Brien and those guys run the offense? I think he did. Uh, with, within no, I'm not within saying, his system. Yeah, I'm not saying that Bill Belichick was like, hey, I'll check in with you on Friday yeah, and see no, what you guys are up to. He'll let, it, he'll let him do but it within his system. He's focusing more on defense. He also never had a Patrick Mahomes. They played that way because Tom Brady was a traditional drop back yes, quarterback. Yes, but, but the way that he knows football, I would think, his pe- – and this is where I'm coming from. This is where coaching tree gets to be very important. When you look at Andy Reid, Andy Reid comes from comes from where? Well, ultimately, Bill Walsh is mm-hmm. where Andy Reid comes yep. from. But it runs through Mike Holmgren. Mm-hmm. And when you look at those quarterbacks, what comes to mind? Well, Joe Montana, Steve Young, Young. Brent Favre. Mobile guys. Mo- but not just mobile, guys who would freelance all the time. Yeah. 
be be willing to run around sometimes to the detriment of their sometimes teams. Sometimes <laughs> and sometimes to the detriment of their health. But they were very they were guys who would, you know, they would freelance, get around there. You know, there's that famous NFL clip where Mike Holmgren is on the sideline telling Brent Favre, No more rocket ball, please. Please, sir, can we well, stop that? Brett Favre is who I was talking about. He as was the one sometimes to the detriment of his team. And his health. I mean, it's cute to be called the gunslinger, but, you know, sometimes. It only works if your coach allows you to go out there and do you. If you're going out there and you are not, you know, and they require you to do this. Hey, listen, that, that whole star, sidearm thing you're doing, cut that out, okay? Yeah, Stop doing that, know. please. Bill, Bill Belichick's a smart man. When you have a spe- – he. He recognizes recogni- special talent. You got to recognize it. Well, I, I you, know, you got to re- you got to hope. Good lord, you, yeah. me, and you could recognize Patrick Mahomes well, and his talent. Well, okay, then then, then uh, once then, he's there, I'm not saying. I was saying, about to say, then why did he go where he went in the draft? Then if everybody recognized well, him, well, not everybody did. No, clearly. no, clearly not. Chicago no. did. They went and looked at him. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, so no, not everybody's wrecking. You got to get him there and figure out. And again, I'll go back to Brent. Brent Favre wasn't drafted by the Packers. He didn't start with the Packers. He was on. A, he was with the Atlanta Falcons yeah. as a third string guy. Just the guys standing on the sidelines. And Clipboard. somebody came and got him. Yep. You know, and Mark and, Brunel was standing on the sidelines yeah. for the Falcons. Listen, too. Brent, Brent Favre, and yes, you're right. Brent Favre's arm in Atlanta was just as strong as it was in Green Bay. He didn't you go didn't to Green get Bay. At Lambeau? He did not go to Green Bay and get, get some get some managed you know, no. magic cheese or whatever it was up nope. there. That is not what happened. His arm was just like his arm was Are in you Atlanta. Sure? Pretty positive. Okay. And so it's just about getting up there and finding someone who says, "Huh? Well, I know you're going to throw a lot of interceptions, but I also think you can throw a lot of touchdowns too if we let you go out here and do what you need to do. But you got to have that imagination enough to relinquish it." And let him go out there and do it. And not everybody's willing to do that. Not everybody's willing to, to to let it go. Do you think Mike Vrabel would change? How do you think he would handle having a different difference maker at quarterback? Would he let him be him? You're saying somebody more dynamic. Yeah. Uh, uh, a yeah. lot more dynamic. Yeah, a lot more dynamic. <sighs> you would have to prove. This is what I think. You would have to prove to Mike Vrabel that you can win football games in this unconventional way. That's what you would have to prove. Would he, I think he would let you do it. I think I don't think he would like it, but I think he would let you do it if you were showing to be incredibly productive at it. But at first, I don't think he would like it at all. I think he would run the football and do stuff that he feels more comfortable doing. Um, I think a lot of the offense that we see out of the Titans is – a result of, again, Mike Vrabel's parameters as far as what he – now, does he call the plays? No. But as far as what he wants to see and the kind of football that they want to see. You know, so I think if you brought in another guy with another vision of what the – you know, and we go back to Malik Willis, I, I will con- I will argue that what we saw of Malik Willis really – was he as, as bad as he looked? To me, he was not. Now, other people can say what you want to say, and that's fine. I will say Malik Willis was trying to play in somebody else's in somebody else's uh, clothing and somebody else's uh, offense here. If you do an offense that is styled to do what he does, then I think he looks a lot better. But if you make him stand in that pocket, and what did Mike Vrabel say when they talked about why did you bench Malik Willis? We wanted him to throw the ball and he wouldn't. Okay. 
So whatever, and why wouldn't he throw the ball? He's a quarterback. Of course he wants to throw the ball. For whatever the reason, he wasn't comfortable. He wasn't comfortable letting the ball go. Now some people could say, oh, he, you know, he's seen ghost or whatever. I'm just saying, if you put him in a situation in a scenario where he's comfortable letting the ball fly, it would fly. But if you're making him try to fit here because this is your offense, then this is what we're going to do. We'll come back. Frank and Smyrna wants to weigh in on the show. We'll do that. Also, Rand Carthen spoke to the Sports Authority. Yeah, Metro Sports Authority. To the Sports Authority. We'll let you hear that as well. More of the McFarland Show rolling along here on this Thursday next. Nashville's first curling venue is here at T-Line Nashville. Come check out T-Line Nashville and experience the world's fastest growing winter sport today. Curling is a fun and simple sport that's a perfect outing for friends, corporate events, families, or parties. T-Line also has classic bowling and modern bowling mini games. With over 20 HD TVs, you can come watch your favorite teams and some of the best food and drinks here in Nashville in the large bar and grill area. They also have an outdoor area with a fire pit and you can't forget the live music. T-Line Nashville is a one-stop shop for a great night out. Located at 106 Duluth Avenue and online at tlinenash.com, you can book your party now or give them a call at 615-439-1024. That's 615-439-1024. And make sure you give them a follow on Instagram and Facebook at T-Line Nash for all the news, events, and updates. T-Line Nashville, Nashville's first curling venue is here. Welcome to Smashville, home of your Nashville Predators. Join us at Bridgestone Arena coming up Saturday, February 18th as your Nashville Predators take on the Florida Panthers. And Tuesday, February 21st, don't miss your Preds taking on the Vancouver Canucks for college night with the University of Alabama. Purchase your college night tickets today at NashvillePredators.com slash college nights to get your Preds and Alabama co-branded hats. That's NashvillePredators.com slash college nights. We can't wait to see you back inside Bridgestone Arena. Let's go Preds! Bundling home and car insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? They may drop little hints like... Beautiful day out. Even more beautiful since we saved by bundling our home and car insurance with GEICO. Or... Yard work is hard. Much harder than bundling with GEICO, which was easy. Or it may be even subtler, like... Speaking of burgers, we bundled our home and car insurance with GEICO and saved a bunch of money. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. In uncertain times, you can be certain of this. The Salvation Army is serving those most in need with help and hope. Thanks to your donations, the Salvation Army is helping those affected by COVID-19, those who've lost wages, who have no home to retreat to, who need food, help with utilities, and most of all, hope. To see how you can continue to make a difference, visit givewestwood.org, givewestwood.org. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, coworkers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. The Jim Rome Show. I get a lot of vacation. I understand that. However, I don't take a lot of sick days. The, these things are not one and the same. That was not like I worked eight straight days or I worked Super Bowl Sunday. I think I'll give myself a day off. I earned it. Hey, and by the way, I could. 
because I have those days. I pride myself in not taking sick days. I hate that. We usually grind through it. But honestly, it was the right thing. In that case, it was the right thing. The Jim Rome Show. Weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville's Sports Radio. The McFarland Show, broadcasting live in Rutherford County on 107.9 FM. I feel pretty comfortable saying Jim Rome will be doing a show tomorrow, it seems like, after that promo. I don't think he's going to take tomorrow off. Okay. So that's good for him. It's mm-hmm. great that he doesn't take sick days. Or Working is good. Take days off. That's great. Good to know. Thank you, Jim. Thanks for the knowledge. Uh, tornado warning. In Giles County, Lawrence County, and Murray counties until 4.15. Now, Murray County, of course, is Columbia, uh, is uh, down there in Murray County. The other two counties are down uh, well to the south, uh, down there on the Alabama state line. I'm starting to see the radar now, and I'm seeing the picture of it. Uh, It looks like it is, uh, well... Okay, it looks like the actual tornado itself, if that's what it is, is uh, well to the south of, uh, of Columbia, but still within uh, Murray County, to the south of Murray County. There. So if you're in Murray County, uh, seek shelter. Yeah. Tornado warning. Let's go back to the phones. 844-5600. Let's go to Smyrna. Frank is up next, listening on 107.9. Frank, welcome in. Well, thanks, guys. Uh, greetings from a uh, rather uh, wet Sparta. But, yeah, uh, it's wet everywhere. Uh, oh, only a couple of lightning strikes here so far, and uh, thank goodness uh, no it's tornado coming, warnings it's here. It's coming. It's coming, sir. Yeah, and, uh, I know. And, uh, not, not good for uh, diehard Frank, who, uh, even though this is the season of my discontent with the National Predators, I, I – Probably unlike a lot of fans, I did not sell for the night to the Boston fans. I, my daughter and I are planning on going to the game. All right. Well, unless I unless I have to get a boat to get there, and nah, uh, then it's that's going to be a that problem. Bad. Yeah, it's not going to be that bad. We've definitely seen a lot more rain than what we're going to get. Yeah, for sure. I was looking at radar a few minutes ago. I, I would say give this an hour, and it's probably out of here. That is correct, sir. And then I've left to deal with the uh, uh, – I twenty four, which that's that's a whole other story. Yeah, but uh, can't fix that one. It, yeah, no, no, that that will be forever an issue after all of us are no longer in Nashville. But yeah, uh, that's correct. Anyway, a couple things I want to ask you about, uh, and I guess one thing I want to get your thoughts on. First of all, for the Predators, Mark uh, Bo- Borowiowski. Uh, I probably just butchered his last Here's name. That's the uh yeah, we'll just call it Mr. Borrow. I always really liked how he played the game. You know, he had that really awful injury way back, what, November? Yeah. Was where he was, uh, mm-hmm. got into the boards. I don't believe he's played since. No, he Am I right there? Yeah, you are correct. Yep. Is he out for the rest of the season? They I have guess? not made that announcement. I would be I would be very surprised if he played. I would be very surprised if he played this season. Again, no knowledge on any of this, Frank. I'm just giving you my opinion. I'm giving okay. you, you know, I, I've got to know Mark a little bit. He's a great, great guy. Um, he's and he's fun to watch, right? He plays exactly how fan. He's a fan favorite because of what he does. He's not afraid to give up his body. He has given up his body for the love of the game his entire career. Uh, he's got a family that's expanding, and I honestly, he's had, you know, he's been hurt a lot. He's had a lot of concussions. I wouldn't be surprised. Again, just my opinion, 
This is not any knowledge or trying to break any news. I wouldn't be surprised if Borvietsky calls it a career. I, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to push him there. I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised. His body's taken no, a beating over no. the years. It, it definitely has. That uh, no, I, I definitely would love to see him come back. But uh, you know, he does have a uh, family of several small As children. Would I. That I could. As would I. I. I would. I would absolutely would not begrudge him one bit if he. I would shake his hands and says, "Well done, sir. Why don't you come up here and sit, and watch the game with us up here at uh, the three hundred level?" He would. He would do us? it. He would you do know, it too. You know, and uh, we'll buy you a drink and you can uh, sit yep. there and. Uh, Enjoy it with us because uh, you, you've earned it. And uh, well, I, I was just wondering if you guys, you know, had heard any anything as to where we were with that. I mean, it, honestly, the way the season's headed, I, I, there's no reason for him to come back before next year anyway. If, if you really want to know yeah, the truth, I don't uh, think he's going to play. That, this year. that 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 was a bad loss, buddy. Night guys, that that tells me it, it's probably over for us this year, unless they've. Really pick it up in the next couple of weeks. Ah, that this this just Monday night just looked bad. It felt bad. I I, I just I, I don't know. I walked out of the arena just shaking my head. <laughs> you know, just uh, at what I'd see. That uh, well, we'll try it again tonight. And as far as the Vanderbilt uh, basketball game Saturday night, okay, it, it's it's probably only the biggest game in about six years in Nashville. To be honest with you. It's a big one. And, mm-hmm. and, and I looked at the price of the tickets, both on Vanderbilt's website, because the game is sold out. It's really not even close. Is it sold out? No, not even oh, it's, close. Oh, it's not even close. Because no, I said earlier I this week, now. I said that and I would be disappointed if that game, if that place is not packed. That game is not, unless they have a huge walk-up crowd, and, and I think I've figured out what the problem is. What is it? I went on Vanderbilt's website. Those tickets are sixty-five and seventy dollars a seat, plus plus service charges. Mm. This is face now, value. I can, yes, that's on Vanderbilt's website. Mm. Now I went on StubHub. Uh, there's several on there for about the same price, more or less, and and some they're just ridiculously priced. But uh, you know, I, I I just I could not believe it because I, I you know I. My family and I doesn't, uh, or my wife and I rather, doesn't fly back to Florida until Sunday. And I, I haven't been to a Vandy basketball game in five, six years now. And I really thought about going Saturday night, but not at those prices. I could I could understand if this was an SEC tournament or an NCAA tournament game. But come on now. It's a regular season game. Uh, are tickets just, are they just that high across the SEC now, or is Vanderbilt gouging us. If they're if they're gouging their fans, no wonder Memorial Gym looks like it goes down. That's mercy. To be, to be honest, Frank, fan. I haven't looked at college basketball tickets in a long in a while, so I I don't know. I, I haven't either. I, I have not either, Darren. I, I know when I went to the SEC tournament last year in Tampa, I, I was getting it for ten to fifteen months a session. Hmm. Could give them away down there. Yeah. And so uh, no, I'm not surprised by that. You know, but I, I yeah, it didn't surprise me. You know, even Tennessee and Kentucky on semifinal Saturday wasn't sold out. So down there. So uh, it, it just, but like I said, I didn't know if you guys had seen that, but that's, that's going to keep a lot of people home, I think. It's it's certainly going to keep me home. That, that's just, uh, and, I, and I grew up a Vanderbilt fan, as you know. I mean, uh, you know, the, it, it, it's just 
just frustrating for me. Somebody'd love to go to a college basketball game, but the biggest on, news the biggest news I've got right now is you've been on the phone line with us this long, and you have not mentioned that the Braves have found their new play-by-play man. I I'm shocked by this. We, you know, I I, I did see that this morning. Uh, you know, Brandon Gauden. Uh, I don't really know a lot about him, but uh, he's he's got awfully big shoes to fill. But uh, yeah. we'll we'll give him a chance. You know. I'm on this chip. Well, you better because we'll he, he's going to be behind the mic, okay? So <laughs> you don't really have a choice. If you yeah. give him a chance, you mute it. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, oh, you mute it exactly. And, and I, you know, I do people that did that with with Chip Carey and Jeff Frank Court. I'm like, guys, if you can't if you can't be entertained listening to these guys, then just turn the TV well, off. Frank Court is still there, so you yeah. know you don't have to miss him. Yes, he's he there. is. Uh, yes, he is, and uh, I, I'm sure Brandon will fit right in and. Uh, Braves baseball, yeah, I'm uh, gonna be hitting some spring training games in the next couple of weeks. Go check out what we got. Uh, shortstop and left fielder, a question mark. Yep, we'll see how it all plays out. Frank, thanks as always. Appreciate it. Enjoy the game tonight. Thanks, Frank. Yeah, thanks, guys. Always a pleasure. Yep, Frank and Smyrna. Brandon Godden, for people who didn't see, mm-hmm. Chip Carey is the new play-by-play guy on television in St. Louis for the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. And Brandon Godden is the new play-by-play man for the Braves. Now, I don't think Frank is alone. A lot of people don't know a lot about him. Yeah. That's not being disrespectful. No. He's just not a name, uh, a household name at least when it comes to, you know, we we had talked about it on the show, possibly a Tom Hart. I know yeah. Tom Hart lives in Atlanta. Tom Hart's a name. Certainly we recognize from his work on ESPN and SEC Network, and I think he's done stuff with the Braves in the past. I was a little surprised that he maybe – and maybe he turned them down. Maybe they didn't. I don't know. I don't know how that shook out. But Brandon Godden is a guy that, what, cut his teeth in Evansville, Indiana, and was doing Georgia Tech, what, baseball and football? Yeah, baseball and football. Or I'm sorry, basketball. Basketball, basketball and, football. and football for uh, three seasons. Yeah. And uh, maybe for th- 2013 through 2016. So that would be four seasons. And uh, since then, he's been at Big Ten Network and Fox Sports calling various games. Just, you know. Yeah. And now he's the uh, new play-by-play man for your Atlanta Braves. I just don't know much about him. I don't know either, much about him either other than what I just told you, and I didn't know that 10 minutes yeah, ago. we had to look it up, too. So, I mean, and that happens. I mean, I don't know. He's a young guy, too, 39. 39 years old, according to the information that we've got. So, um, this will be interesting. You're you know? saying you don't believe everything you read on the internet? No, not everything. No, oh, okay. no, that's my other job where I have to detangle things like that. You have to get multiple, oh, multiple sources. Oh, oh, it's bad, but that's okay. That's a, that's a story for another day. Um, in this case, <laughs> I'm fine with, um, you know, their their you know selection here, and we'll see what happens. I mean, it's a tough gig to get. It can be a tough gig to execute. Calling baseball games, it sounds easy, and it sounds like a lot of fun, and it can be, but trust me, um, you know, I've worked board op for uh, baseball games here in this town, and, you know, listen, sometimes it can get a little rough. Uh, in those later innings when the score is 9-1 to one and you're at the top of the seventh, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be tough to find some things to talk Good about. Good news is they're trying to speed up the game, so you know there's. there's yeah, that. I don't. <laughs> I, I don't. I understand. I don't like it, but I understand. Yeah. 
I don't I don't like any of it though. Let's try to sneak this in on the way out. We Ooh, can maybe quickly. Cir- we can circle back around tomorrow too. Do we not have enough time, Devlin? Let's play a little bit. Of, it's it's quick. It's not long. Uh, it's about what forty five seconds. It's fifty five seconds. So okay. we got to go. Here's Rand Carthen. Out in the community, whether I'm grabbing a quick bite to eat from somewhere, I can feel the excitement from all the beautiful people here in Nashville, everyone wishing me well, wishing the team well. And uh, that's something that I take very seriously. You know, I, um, I had a young man come to me and, man, we're going to win a championship and you're going to bring us. I was like, all right, let's pump the brakes. <laughs> you know, but, uh, one thing I, I will say, it is my goal um, to bring a championship here, you know, uh, with the direction of Coach Rabel. However, the one thing I can promise you is that I'll do the work. That's the only thing I can promise is that I'll do the work. I'll be diligent in the work along with my staff and everyone else within the organization to give this city something to be proud of, you know, so. We are very happy to have you in Nashville. Thank you, and uh, go Gators. (laughs) (laughs) We just had that conversation. There you go. That was Rand Carthen with the Metro Nashville Sports Authority. Mm -hmm. Having a little fun. And look, I don't blame him. There's nothing he can guarantee. You can't guarantee anything. No. But you can guarantee your work ethic. Yeah. So I'm going to work hard and go games. <laughs> Guess he still loves Florida, where he played. Hey, listen, so. you got to go home at some point, you know. Does that mean when we get to some draft discussions, mm. Titans will be looking at Maybe. former Gators? Maybe. Anthony Richardson? Maybe. Anthony Richardson? Yeah. Anthony Richardson? You have the inside track. Hmm. Keep that one in mind. I don't think so. I don't think so. Either. Hope not. All right, that'll do it for our show today. Remember, be safe out there. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday. Tomorrow, abbreviated show, but we will start at 2 o'clock, and we shall see you then.